If you're thinking about increasing your training business or jumping into being a trainer, then this episode is for you. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Rolston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Rolston, your host. And today we have the funny, the experienced... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's already laughing. Tanya Steele. Hi, Tanya. Hello. Woo-hoo. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a great show because we want to focus on key strategies for successful training in the workplace, right? right? So whether you are training as part of your own business or training as part of your career, I know that what you have to say today is going to be really helpful. So let me first tell our listeners a little bit more about you so that they can just know where you've come from. So Tanya Steele is a former EMR turned entrepreneur. What's an EMR? Uh, Emergency medical responder. Thank you very much. She is now a podcast host and MC, a safety trainer and consultant, utilizing her 28 years of experience. She speaks to business owners, supervisors, and managers on how to train their workers. This Gen Xer has spent the last three. What's that? (laughs) I said, that's right. Gen X has spent the last three years reinventing herself, including hosting live webinars five days a week during the pandemic, building a new virtual and in-person QA certification program for trainers, and turning her clients' courses into online platforms and training those instructors. Amazing. So a lot of additional revenue streams I'm hearing about. Yes. And you went on to produce and host the What If One hybrid forum and your new podcast, Safety Debris. And your goal is to help raise the next generation of trainers that are fun, engaging, and impactful. That's how I would introduce you, actually, if I could only use three words, probably. <laughs> Tech savvy. <laughs> that would be another one. Tech savvy. So welcome. Welcome. Thank welcome. you. That was, that's quite the introduction. I'm excited. Who is this cool person? <laughs> uh, it's you. So we're, I love how you included in your bio, some of the cool things you've done, because I really want our listeners to be able to like, I'm going to touch on a bunch of the things, but I also want them to go and seek you out to kind of see more about what you're doing. The show notes will have, or the description will have all of the like special links and to the podcast and stuff so that people can go and check out and see what you're doing. Um, So we'll just kind of let people know that right off the bat. So let's dive into our first question around What's one thing that you learned that changed your leadership style when you ran your companies? Because I know leadership is so important, especially today after COVID, getting people back in the office and all that stuff. So what is it that you learned about leadership? It's a great question because we do, we have all of these different leadership techniques and skills, but there was one that literally changed my life. And I use it not just in leadership or when I was managing and I owned a couple of companies and I've had, you know, lots of staff, but I also use it for my students now. And I use it when I'm in meetings and Mm -hmm. I use it even with my friends and even when I'm doing sort of one-on-one with people. And it literally, when I tell you this, 
everybody are you listening everybody like this is this is going to change your life i i kid you not beyond a shadow of a doubt i and i'm going to work it up a little bit but i heard a, a speaker uh on a, a marriage so we went to i went to a marriage seminar like 25 years ago or whenever it was 20 probably 20 years ago and uh, he was talking about marriage and relationships and I know that business and certainly safety, because that's the industry I'm in, is safety yeah. is about relationships. And yeah. so I thought, well, can I use some of these techniques in really building good relationships? And this speaker said he, from the platform, he said, do you want me to tell you how to have an incredible marriage? There's yes. one thing. Well, this is the thing that I took um, and I've applied it to everything. So here it is. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I feel like, do I need to drum roll you or something? Right? Okay. All right. What is it? Here it is. Stay in awe. Huh. Okay. You got to explain that more. Stay in awe. Stay in awe. And I'll, I'll use it sort of even in a marriage or a relationship scenario. Like if we get frustrated with each other, we just like, you know, like we have moments where we're just like, I love this person, but I just don't like them right now. And what if we ran our relationships and every day we found one thing to stay in awe of, of that person? And so when I, even when I talk to my students now and supervisors and managers, and I do tons of work in construction, and a lot of times I'll hear this, oh, supervisors, I'm just like, you know, this adult babysitter, which just drives me bananas because they're not, you, you really are a leader and in influencing these people's lives. And so instead of being like, oh, this is so common sense. How many times do I have to tell you? Like all of these places that we go to, I'll remind them, why don't you stay in awe? Why don't you find something that that worker does that impresses you? Even if they're driving you crazy right now, stay in awe of somebody. And um, there was a, a business that I owned and there was, there was three of us that were owners and the other, we were all very different personalities. And uh, so, you know, I was raised in a very conservative home and uh, my business partner was not. They were just like, you ought to try everything once. Like, you know, woohoo, I'm going to party. We're going to drive Harleys. And I'm just like, well, you know, if my mom says <laughs> it's going to, you know, have this crappy outcome, I'm not going to do it. And so you can imagine that we clashed. Yes. And, but there was so many things that she could do that I couldn't do. And although we drove each other bananas, sometimes I would make sure that at least once a month, tried to do it once a week when I had time, but at least once a month, I said, what does she do that I'm in awe of? Mm. Ended up doing that with all of my staff. So once a month, I would sit at my desk and I would say, okay, you know, this person, what I'm in, what am I in awe for? And let me tell you, that just brings, you know, so much gratefulness up front that we remember to stay in awe. So that literally has changed my life. Wow. Yeah. Changed my life. We can also bring it into parenting with our neighbors, <laughs> with, all <these> <laughs> yeah, with all these other relationships. So- what I'm kind of hearing with it is to kind of see what you could be grateful for in them, but and also see what maybe skills or talents they're showing, or even even in their home life, maybe there's something they're dealing with that you're like, wow, that's so cool that that person has been able to still yeah. show up every day, even though their partner is sick or whatever it may be. So there's always something good we can find. Uh, always a hundred percent of the time, but we have to find it because we get so lost in the, ah, uh, 
It's funny how that sound ah oh, just explains so much because I get there too. Now, COVID could have many people go, ah, and a lot of people struggled. I know we're both part of CAPS, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, where, yes, yeah, some are keynoters and they lost their a lot of their, their engagements that were in person. But a lot of people who are trainers, right, they lost their work. But you did really well and you continued to have revenue come in. So how could you do that? How could you be successful during COVID when other either safety consultants or a lot of trainers, I know I'm a trainer as well, a lot of times, they lost work. How, how could you like be successful during that time still? Yeah, it's a great question. And and people have asked me this and and you, you try to find that one thing, but I think it was sort of a mixture of things. One gotcha. is I've had some past experience and where I didn't take action. And this time I took action. So wow. for years I've been talking about, I need to do a podcast. I should do some stuff on YouTube. I should do yeah. safety video. I mean, I'm talking about it for years and they just go to the bottom of my list, bottom of my list. Then when COVID hit, I just took action. And so many, cause you know, I'm, I'm in my early fifties. And so, so many people of my friends were a little bit older and they're like, well, should I retire? Do I want to go through this? How much work yeah. it takes? And I, I knew based on how fast our world is running, if I didn't do it now, I would be left behind. Yeah. And so I took action. I did it afraid and I spent uh, hundreds of hours just studying and on YouTube and figuring it out. And what do I do? And it was bumpy and bruisey. And I look like an idiot sometimes, but I, you know, I, I kind of went through it and I just committed to yeah. do what it took to adapt to the new environment. And then the other thing that I did was I invested in my learning and I practiced yeah. it. Uh, you know, in COVID when people were like, oh no, we don't have any, we're, you know, money, money. I was just like, oh, I need to buy some programs some, you know, I don't want to buy the professional zoom. I don't want to be cut off at 40 minutes, you know, so you have to spend a couple hundred bucks. And, yeah. and I just started to invest in my learning and took some courses and, and bought, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of programs ultimately when it was said and done. But I'll tell you that I did not feel a bump financially that first year. My income shifted because I didn't just have training. I had consulting. And I think yeah. that's important too. I really diversified stuff. So I had different clients that I did different stuff for. So even though I lost my in-person, I could still do consulting, but I needed to do it well. Yeah. And, uh, and I know, right. Cause we, I mean, how many of you, even for, you know, for you that are listening, like you're watching a webinar and the speaker's not very good. They're dark. They, you know, you can see their nose and their eyes, or they put up a PowerPoint and they're little, and you're just watching words. And you're like, well, just send me the PowerPoint. I can read it at home. And yeah. I thought, <laughs> right. I don't want to be like that. And so I really invested and, um, I have probably added, uh, this year, um, in my career, I have made the most money I've ever made. I'm up about 30% in 2022. Yeah. And that's because you brought in the new yep. uh, revenue streams, but then as things opened up again, you're bringing back the old faithful ones. So you've got the best of both worlds right now. And that's actually a good thing for all business owners to think about is what did you do during the pandemic to kind of get through it financially keep that going, but also like, are you going to bring, like bring back the things that worked before? I'm just starting to bring back live events. 
with my women's community because I just brought everything online. And I know that I was like, oh, right. My, uh, one of my coaches reminded me like, remember you had like this really financially successful time and then this one, and it was from live events. I was like, oh, right. I got to bring that back. So if you're listening and you're not a trainer, I hope you're thinking about how to apply the different things that Tanya said, that whole like jump in, just jump into it and, and put your head down and figure it out. Invest in yourself that sometimes it takes not just investing in yourself, but investing in the right products and the right tools in order to bring more revenue in. Like, can you add, can you spend $1, invest $1 and get three or four back? That's what I'm hearing you did. Yeah. But overall, you have a growth mindset. Yes. A lot of people turtled. A lot of people turtled. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for many reasons, many reasons, you know, fear is just going to be a little while. It's not going to last a long time. You know, yeah. my generation, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers are just like, I'm not going online. But, you know, I'm like, no, we need to we need to do this. I've always liked tech. I've always enjoyed it. So it wasn't a huge uh, weight for me to do it. It was a lot. And it was hard, but it was I enjoyed learning it as well, which made a big difference. But I, you did bring up caps earlier. And I, I just want to go back to that because. I joined CAPS the January of 2020. Um, <laughs> right before. <laughs> right before. And so I did one in-person meeting and then March, the pandemic hit. I'll tell you, surrounding myself with those people that were influencing our nation. I mean, we had people even from other countries and globally and internationally. And, and they're just like, this is what worked for me. This is what worked for me. This, this doesn't work. Don't do that. Just that sped up my learning process. I can't like, it was like putting a jetpack. you know, something that would have taken me two years to learn. I probably did it in four or five months. Yeah. The collective brain. Yeah. So that's where it comes back to the Jim Rohn quote. You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So yeah, at that time, I, I also had to cut out some people who were turtling and negative and not moving forward. I was like, I just can't be stuck in that energy. I need to be around the people that are making the changes. So good for you for being able to do that because not everyone did. And what I see in you now is that you've been able to really rise to the top in your industry because you're now also offering this like full on experience using the tech. Right? That's so right. it's elevated you. So I guess listeners also think about what did you do when you changed that now you can like sell as a unique positioning of how you offer what you offer. It could be a bonus in, or it could be just an elevated experience because definitely that's, that's one thing that you have been able to do. So yeah, and let me just, sorry, let me just oh, interrupt yeah. you for that because, okay. you know, for the listeners, like I'm a safe, like I'm a, a first aid attendant, paramedic, I'm a safety person. That is what I have done for 28, yeah. 29 years. And when I learned this tech and then people would be like, well, Tanya, can you show me? I'm like, uh, like, who am I to show somebody about tech? But I just did it. And because I committed to and I rose about, I now have created a course that I charge on how to present online, how to actually do proper training on Zoom, awesome. um, how to, you know, even run facilitate meetings and join health and safety committee meetings. I never had that before, but I've now added uh, something new that I'm teaching. Yeah. And the great thing for those taking the course from you is they don't have to go through those hours and hours of weeding through everything that's right. on there. Yeah. And you've actually done it. Done yeah. it for them. I can get you in eight hours or less. We can get you looking like a spectacular, awesome presenter. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's good. So success, success is a topic that I often cover because it's like, what do you like it to be? What are you aiming for? And people come to me like, I want more success in my life, but how do you determine what success looks like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. And I just follow, I'm going to start it with a little story because I, again, heard a speaker and he was talking about having goals in your life and, you know, defining what success looks like for you. And uh, he told a story from the stage and said, you know, there's a gentleman in his forties that came up to him after the fact and said, Hmm. and, you know, I'm in my forties. I don't, you know, I just didn't expect that I would be here. And uh, the gentleman said, oh, well, where did you think you were going to be when you hit 40? And he said, I don't know. And the speaker said, well, congratulations, you made it. <laughs> right. And so it's you're here. You didn't know. And how important it is, is to define what success looks like to you. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I've, I've got some basic principles of what success looks like for me. So I always start my day, number one, every morning, I pick three or more things that I'm grateful for. I wake up. For gratefulness. And I know that people are starting to do that. It's not uncommon with the people that we hang out with, but Mm -hmm. again, even if you you don't have to write it down, like even if you just, when you're driving to work, just stop in silence for a minute and go, what am I grateful for? And it doesn't have to be these big, huge things. Like people talk about, oh, I'm grateful that, you know, I've got good health, which is great. Uh, You know, but these are these general things like, I'm sometimes I'm grateful that I can go over the Portman Bridge. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's our bridge that joins a couple of cities, but it sees the mountains when you go over the top of it. And I'm stuck in traffic because we're in Vancouver and it's bumper to bumper. And I get to stop on the top of that bridge and I get to look at the mountains and I'm like, I'm so grateful. Like, look what I'm looking at just that moment. And it really starts my day off a lot differently. So I always pick three things that I'm grateful for, even from rain. I'm just so grateful that we have rain sometimes and, you know, it's green and beautiful. (laughs) Anyway, um, then I ask myself in the morning, when I lay my head down at the end of the day today, at the end of the day, and I look back on my day, what would bring a smile to my face? What would I, what would have to happen today for me to say, that was a good day. That was successful. Mm. And so I, I have two things. I have like business ones and personal ones. And I've learned this because I was an all or nothing person. I was like, I have to make everybody happy or I'm not successful. I have to be the most generous person in the world. And and my my business coach at the time said, everybody all the time, like you, I will never be successful. And up until probably Eight years ago, I lived every single day unsuccessful because of what I believed. Mm. So now I have these, my business and my personal successes. And my my business is as simple as this. When one student thanks me at the end of the course, I was successful. Mm. Not all the students, not all my classes. If one student comes up to me today and says, thank you, I know I'm successful. When one student shakes my hand at the end of the day, I'm I'm successful. When one client says, thank you for making this easier. You're my hero. I'm successful. When I can make my class laugh once, not all day, but if I can make somebody laugh once, I'm successful. Well, if I have that goal, now now there's not a day that doesn't go by when somebody thanks me, um, I make somebody's day easier, and they say, Tanya, you're my hero, and I'm getting people to laugh. Like, how... What a life. You win every day. I, I win every day. And so I do this 
in my business and I also do it personally. So in personally, I'll just say when I consciously smile at one person. So every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to find one person, random, a stranger, whatever. And I'm just going to smile right at them. And if they smile back, I was successful. Well, now I spend my day just smiling at people, <laughs> right? Because I want win, 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 win. Right. Um, And I struggle. I've struggled because I've hit 50 menopause for those of you who may be listening and understand this process. I've struggled. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just, I I can't lose the weight. I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm really frustrated. And I go like four days and then I blow it and I'm, I'm unsuccessful. I'm a failure. Um, So now I've changed my wording and I've said this when I choose a healthy option over a sugar treat today, I'm successful. So I just have to choose one healthy option today. So when I'm at a meal and I make a decision to choose the salad instead of the fries, like check when I've done it. Right. And, yeah. um, and then the other thing that I've focused the last three years, because I'm so busy, um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, which I'm sure most of your listeners are. <laughs> um, uh, for me, when I stay focused or present with one friend or family member during one conversation during the day, because I really, I'm like squirrel, right? Like you're, my brain's going hundred. I'm a squirrel. I'm that, I'm that kid. So I have to, when I consciously go today, I'm present. I'm right here, not looking at my phone. I'm not looking around. I'm undivided. I know if I can do that once a day, I'm successful. Yeah. And yeah. that also helps you when you're training to be present in the room, yeah. be present, even if it's a Zoom room, to really be able to check in. So we've started to hear some like key strategies in leadership, how to be a better leader, having the ability to see the awe in others. Also being a better trainer by having better Zoom, better equipment, better knowledge about how to do that. Also how to have a a successful training business by diversifying and offering different, different pieces. And if you're wondering also the different pieces, go back to the bio of Tanya to see the, the different things that she brought in as well. And now we know the successful, like key things for life, but... There's a but. (laughs) That's for a lot of people who already have things going on. What about the people who are like just an up and coming trainer? What what advice would you give them specifically about them having success in their training business? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, I'm I'm an I'm an only child. I actually don't have any kids of my own. So when I when I think about hitting the age that I am, I'm like, what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind? And, yeah. and so it really is about raising up that next generation of people. And, and so when I get to talk to them, which I always am privileged, I just feel so honored when a young person comes and says, Tanya, what do I, sh- what should I do here? What do you think about that? I, you've got my undivided attention. I just want to give you the information you need. Cause I, I believe that we should take the next generation and put them on our shoulders, right? And then propel them forward. Instead of having to learn all the mistakes we did, we're like, be better, be more successful than us. And so I, I generally, I have about three things that I say. Number one is we've already talked about it. Surround yourself with people you want to be like. That's so, good. Uh, you know, when I was in my 20s, I picked five people. Um, I picked somebody who's younger than me. I picked somebody who was in their 50s and 60s. I picked a business leader. Um, I picked somebody who was funny just to make me laugh and giggle. And, you know, I I just put five specific people around me. And then I began to volunteer. And I joined groups that trainers were present at. 
I mean, I did CAPS when I was in my 50s, but there was other groups that I had joined because I wanted to get into safety training. So I joined safety organizations. I met other people. I took a bunch of courses to see what people were doing. I got some designations. I got a bunch of alphabet soup behind my name and uh, to really show that I have sort of the authority and the education that I need to be able to say, yes, listen to me. And I think those things are important, but volunteering, like- just get into association, start volunteering. That's where you literally build relationships that are lifetime people who will impact you. Mm. And then my last one is um, I say, when you're just coming into training, remember that your goal should be to create a good learning environment, not necessarily to get content to people. You know, don't talk at them, but talk with them. Direct them to come up with the answers, solutions, and critically think. You as a trainer, you need to know your outcome and then guide them to that outcome as opposed to just talking. And we're in safety. So, you know, I see people all the time. All right, everybody, you know, come up. We're going to tell you to be safe today. And, uh, don't stand on the top of a ladder and uh, don't be don't be an idiot. All right. Are you good? And that's their training for ladders. And uh, that's not that's not what we want. We want to have a conversation. Just ask questions and direct them. So your goal is to create a learning environment, not just to get content to people. That's what I would say. That's what makes an extraordinary trainer. Yeah. So it's good because you've got the tips there that you've given for how people can really solidify themselves, not even just as a trainer, but in any industry that like surrounding yourself with others, investing in yourself, volunteering, these are all really, really crucial things. And I know you also, because you shared with me that you have also done volunteering in other parts of your life. And maybe you can share a little bit more about some of the work you've done in Venezuela and how you had to go to Europe. Maybe tell us a story about that before we kind of bring to the last message. I, I see yeah. cool or Africa. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. I did some of those things, you know, in my late twenties, early thirties. And because I sort of had this paramedic background, I just started to volunteering with some groups. And uh, so I got accepted to several groups, one to Venezuela when they had the big, huge mudslide. So a team of doctors and nurses, we flew into Venezuela to help people who were literally living in their houses full of mud. And, um, you know, that just had tons of illnesses from the dirty water and and stuff like that. So I definitely have my, you know, uh, on the, uh, on the river, uh, piranha, unsafe, stories. One day I'll share them with you. But the one that I really want to share with this particular group is really my, I would say is my life defining moment. And I went, uh, joined a group and they took us into Europe to do some training and they put us through, um, you know, 16 days of what it was like to live in a war-torn country. Cause we're going to go, I was going to go to the, the Congo or Afghanistan. That's where we were, that's where they were going to put us into the refugee camps and, and help out there. And, and, you know, and we pay for this, like, this is volunteer, not only volunteer, but I have to pay my, pay my way, pay to do everything. And, and so, you know, I, I was saved up as much money I can and off I went. And, and so during that time, they, you know, I mean, I'll try to make this story short as I can, but you know, um, the first few days, like they took all of our equipment away, like no phones, no laptops, 
Like I'm a safety person. Like I had like backup plan to backup plan to backup plan and, and it was all stripped from me. And so I started to begin to like tilt, right? Um, I was a woman. So anytime I said something, I was told to shut up. I was spit on. I was hit. I was thrown to the ground. I mean, we signed waivers, right? <laughs> like if you get injured, it's not our thing. They, they this really was training. This wasn't even the real, this was, not, tra- this was training a hundred percent training. And then uh, one night they uh, woke us up at four in the morning. They had put speakers in our dorm rooms, gunfire and bombs going off. And they were yelling. And a gentleman came and grabbed my uh, sleeping bag from the top bunk and pulled me off and down on the ground. And I'm like, what the? And you're like, it's unsafe, quick run. And we ran into an old uh, bomb shelter that was there left over from the the, the German war. And, And if you got sprayed with the water hose that they had, you were hit by shrapnel, that kind of, those kinds of things. And anyways, we went back to bed. They woke us up an hour later. So we didn't have very much sleep. We were cold. We were wet. And they said, it's unsafe. We need to leave. Grab what you can. So they gave us our dirty water. Um, I grabbed a backpack of just a couple of things and we went off hiking. And uh, during that hike, we were in teams of uh, five. I was the only woman on my team. So uh, we were trying to be all funny. Diane, you'd be, we're just like planning and scheming like, oh, let's hitchhike. So we don't have to hike 20 kilometers to our thing. And so we hitched hike and a car pulled over and we were being all cheeky, right? We were young. Aha, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get there before anybody. Well, this car pulls off this little dirt road. And we're just like, uh, what's happening? Next thing we knew, we had some gentlemen in army fatigues come out of the ditches. The car stopped. They opened up the car. They pulled me from it, threw me down on the ground, put a gun to my head, made the car drive away. Um, this one, we realized that they had cars driving up and down the road because I guess they knew teams might hitchhike and do these kinds of things. And and so my team paid $10,000 for my release and freaked us out a little bit, but we ended up continuing to hike. And then my life changed when we were walking through a forest. And again, these guys came out in army fatigues. We're tired. We haven't slept. Um, we're exhausted. And again, I'm the only woman. And so I'm dirt as far as these people are concerned. And so they grabbed me, they dragged me on my back over the gravel through the forest, I had scratches all on my back. They tied me to a tree, put my hands behind my back. They put a gun to my head and said, why are you here? You stupid, stupid woman. And I remember in that moment, and it still chokes me up because I remember that we always think, you know, I'm going to give my life for other people. I'm going to give my life for my country. I'm going to give my life for God. Like I'm, I'm good for that. But I started to think, Giving my life is the easy part. It was what was going to happen to me from now to when I die with five grown men surrounding me tied to a tree. And I said, is this worth it? And I remember having this big fight in my head and this big thing. And then this just peace, Diane, this peace came over me and said, I was committed to the journey and it was worth it. And of course, um, it was simulation. So we got free out of many different ways and continued on our journey. But when I came home, um, I started creating a company called What If One, which is that forum that you mentioned. Yeah. What if one person made a difference in one person's life? What if one supervisor right now in this moment talked to one worker who was struggling? you know, the journey, not, we have to build this building and that's the goal. No, this is the moment. What if I stop and look up and say, hi, how are you in this moment? 
Yeah. Could we save somebody's life? And I believe the answer is yes. Wow. That's my, that's my, that's my moment. I know it's, it's still. So listener, I want you to reflect back on that story and what did you take from it? What I'm hearing is things like, how much do you want it? How much skin are you willing to put in the game? Not just to go and volunteer in another country and be tested, but in your own business, like how much are you going to put into it? Are you going to quit when things get hard? Are you going to be determined? Wow. There's so much there. Makes me want to like hear more of a story and question why they did those crazy things to you. And I get that, that it was to make sure you were ready to go and that you were ready for anything because those countries, um, they're not fair in what's happening. And not fair. We, are, we are so blessed. I know you and I are both in Canada. We're very blessed to live where we do. Uh, and for listeners, I know you guys are all over. Um, I hope you're in a place that's safe. Um, yeah. And if not, can you dig deep to be able to fight what's for what's right and what you're most passionate about? That was a crazy story. Holy yeah. cow. And you know what, Diane, I've done that as a keynote before and added a bunch of stuff onto it surrounding it and moral of the story kind of thing. But I remember the first time I got off stage because people were crying and people were coming up to me and they were talking to me afterwards. And, and then somebody's like, then what happened? Like, did you go? Yeah. <laughs> did you actually go? And the answer is, um, I went um, in the summer just before 9-11. And so when 9-11 happened, they pulled everybody out of Afghanistan. And uh, so I didn't end up going to Afghanistan, but I did go three years later to the Congo. And um, I did okay. actually spend time there. And I was around gunfire. I had hit the deck at one time. I never had a gun to my head, but um, I was very grateful for those training moments for sure. Yeah. That was intense to actually like be scraped up and pulled out of your bed. And oh, it's wow. brutal. It's intense. Very intense. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you in a moment about what your final message to our audience is. And for those listeners, I just want to remind you like links to stuff Tanya's talking about is going to be in the, in the description and the show notes. But I always ask my guests to, you know, come with a gift, something for our listeners. And so Tanya, maybe you can share a little bit about something you're passionate about and how you're opening up opportunities for a one-on-one -on -one with you when there's a specific need. So if you can yeah, share. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I know I mentioned one to you. I'm going to give you two, but I do have uh, one of my clients who knows I was coming onto this podcast, uh, the BC Construction Safety Alliance. And uh, what if you're in construction, now you have to be in construction because they're a construction company. But um, they said, listen, they'll 60 minutes. If you're in construction, you get a hold of me. I'll give you 60 minutes of free uh, safety consulting or training consulting or anything in construction. They will take care of that uh, for you. So 60 minutes, 100% in. You just have to co connect with me, cell phone, email, whatever Diane's uh, way to reach me. You just go ahead and please, please do that. Uh, you also have to be in British Columbia because they are the BC Association. Yeah. Um, if you are out of that, so if you're in other parts of the country or the world and you still want to spend some time with me, I would be glad to spend uh, time with you on a Zoom call for 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. If you reach out to me and you have some questions or some comments, I will absolutely, my schedule's tight. I book about three months in advance, but I love cramming people in because you, listener, are important. 
and you need to remember that you're important and I want to value you and I want to speak into your life. So please just connect with me and I would love to spend 30 minutes if you have questions on safety or training or even a little bit of tech if you want uh, to do that. I'm, so I'd be delighted. So generous of you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, so no what is your, what's your final message to our listeners here? You know, without me repeating everything that I've said, <laughs> I'm just going to give one extra thought for those of you who are listening to Diane's, I mean, it's dynamic women. A lot of you are business owners, probably. I mean, some of you may be starting out and, and I hope that you've learned some stuff here, but um, some of you are like, okay, yeah, I got that. Like I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. All right. Check, check, check. I'm on it. So I'm going to challenge you. Um, and that question to you is, you know, we mentioned earlier to have your you know, your three or four or five people around you that, you, you know, that mentor you, but who are your five or are you, are you, what are you one of somebody else's five? Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, uh, I have a great Bible reference on that, which is, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples and then, you know, he just took 12 people and spoke into their lives and those people went out. And so, you know, the thing is, is who is your 12? I don't, don't go out and say, Tanya said you need 12 people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, who are the people that you are speaking into? Who are your five or three people that you're like, okay, I'm going to take this person under my wing and I'm going to put them on my shoulders and I'm going to propel them forward to do even greater things than I'm doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So the whole, um, those five that are for you, it's like your board table. Who are you, who's your board? Yeah. And who are the people you're going to go out and impact their lives? And I think a lot of times people already are doing that in certain ways, but why not make it a little bit more official and tell the person you can continue to call me, right? So the, the people that reach out to you can say, keep calling me, keep reaching out. And maybe we need to, as the business owner, need to actually seek out people or say to to those in our companies or that we know hey who do you know that needs to be mentored right now who do you know that needs some support right now um, I think that's a great idea fantastic Tanya so your contact details will be in there so if people do want to reach out to you it's there I do suggest that you check out her podcast the new one or old one uh, what if one and safety debris uh, you have lots of cool things to share cool stories to share and i'm sure you weave those into to everything as well um, also if you want to if you're needing an mc or someone to do some training for you also uh, tanya's information will be there that you can reach out to her to bring her on for your next project or event so with that i'm going to give you a big thank you tanya thank you for thank your time. you Thank you Thanks for having me here on Dynamic Women. I feel very VIP to be part of such an amazing <laughs> group of people. It's thank you, like truly, Diane. You're, you're very welcome. Yeah, and you know how I feel about you. And I'll, you know, you've, you've changed my world this year um, because I've grown enough now that I'm in your program. And, uh, you know, yes, I'm doing successful, but because of Diane's virtual assistant program, I have now been able to take some stuff on my plate and do those things I keep putting off. And uh, that person is spectacular. And so thank you for, you know, uh, sewing into my life. I, I, I appreciate it. So I guess that's our final key strategies to being a successful trainer in the workplace is get someone to support you. That's right. right. <laughs> get a VA. Yay. Get a VA. 
<laughs> listeners, thank you so much for being with us here today. Every other show or every so often I bring on a dynamic woman. Do you have a suggestion for who I need to be interviewing? Please send an email to team at dianerolson.com if you think you or someone you know would be a great guest. Also, if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe and share this with a friend. Who do you know that needs to hear Tanya's stories, Tanya's messages, her strategies, and her key tips? Send that over to them so that they can get, you know, the information that you received so that you both can level up in your life and business. And until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Bye, everyone. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic